0: Well, good morning. My name is Duane. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries, a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Uh, Today is August the 28th, and we are continuing to work our way through the book of Acts. We have arrived in chapter number 17, and um, in chapter number 17, we find uh, Paul and Silas in Thessalonica, And, of course, as his manner was, he went into the synagogue. He spent three Sabbaths there, reasoning with them out of the scriptures, alleging, opening that Christ must needs have suffered and risen again from the dead, and that this Jesus whom he's preaching is indeed the Christ. Of course, the Jews were stirred up against him, the unbelieving Jews, and Paul and Silas fled to Berea. And in Berea... Again, they go straight to the synagogue of the Jews. Turns out that these folks in Berea are a little more noble than the folks in Thessalonica. They received the word with all readiness of mind, and they were willing to search out the scriptures daily to see if these things be so. Uh, But when the Jews of Thessalonica had knowledge that the word of God was preached to Paul in Berea, they went there also, and they stirred up the people and they conducted Paul down into Athens Athens he he told Silas and Timoth- Tim Timotheus to what to meet him there later and we see that they did down in chapter 18 verse number 5 they caught up with him uh today uh we're going to look in uh let's see we got through verse number verse number 15 yesterday so Let's look, start in verse number 16, New new Territory. Now, while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was stirred in him when he saw that the whole city was given to idolatry. Um, I so identify with this verse. I, too, am stirred for our nation. Like Athens, it is wholly given to to idolatry um that word stirred there means provoked um by definition provoked means to be to call forth to stir up purpose or to provide the needed stimulus for um and I think that uh, we, as believers, as Bible believers, as we're watching what's happening in our world, we are stirred because we realize that we live in a world that has truly uh, forsaken God, a world that is wholly given to idolatry. And it provokes us, you know. And, and I honestly believe that if anyone who claims to be a Christian does not f- fill in, in that in some way, Uh, there's a leak somewhere in their faith. Um, I mean, to me, as I look at the world around us, um, I see a natural progression downward, (laughs) a spiral, if you will. Uh, Understand what one generation will abhor, uh, the next generation will tolerate, and the next generation will accept. And that is certainly where we are as a country. As I look back and issues of our time, I look even at the election you know that we're currently in, things that four years ago, we would never have embraced, at least not on the scale, that it's being embraced now. And again, it goes from ab- abhorrence to tolerance to acceptance. Uh, we move from you know, sinful. Um, life choices that, you know, our grandparents uh, would have absolutely abhorred. They would have rejected it to the next generation tolerating it uh, to the next generation completely accepting it and looking at you like you're the one that's got a problem now. Uh, that's just the, the progression of the downward spiral, and it does stir up. It does provoke, it should provoke we as believers around us. I honestly believe that as we go down this road um, naturally when we fail to not just read the Bible but to study it. um, This road is uh, predetermined. Uh, It's our sinful natures, we're going to go down this road. Uh, I read something the other day, we need to read our Bibles. No, we need to study our Bibles. Um, You can read anything. Trust me, I've been a student. I've taught students. You've been a student. Um, we We can read whole chapters at a time. Heck, we can read whole books at a time and not understand what we just read. I mean, just whip out a Shakespearean sonnet and start reading it. Uh, you can get to the whole. End. You can get to the end of it, and your mind has read every single word, every single verse, um, but you don't understand what you just read. And I'm afraid that's what's happening in the church today: is we read the Bible, but we do not study the Bible. Um, I posted yesterday uh, that a poor appetite or lack of desire for studying God's Word results. In three things, it results in a stunted spiritual growth. In other words, you don't grow into the person that God desires for you to be. You're you're stunted. Why? Because you have a lack of knowledge, um, which leads to a weakened faith. Um, You just don't know how big. You're not walking in the promises uh, that God has given. Uh, to us when we don't study when we don't know the Bible and eventually it leads to disobedience to God Because we step outside of Scripture and we don't even know we're doing it um, So we're not only called to read the Bible I would rather Study five verses and know what those five verses mean than to read five chapters um, because when we read anything, um, we come to it with a filter, just like everything else in life. Um, we have this preset filter that was given to us by, by our families, by our friends, uh, by our life experience. We see everything through a filter. And when we read the Bible, we're reading with a filter for the most part. Instead of just reading the Bible, how about study the Bible? How about take a couple of verses at a time and look at the context, Uh, the verses before it, the verses after it. Who is speaking? Who are they speaking to? What do the hearers understand as being said? That would be far more profitable than just breezing through several chapters at a time where you just don't understand uh, what's going on in the text. Um, again, we, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I'm amazed at, you know, I, I, I said something the other day, every four years we get to see how biblically illiterate most uh, people are. Uh, the things they say, the things they agree with that are just totally contrary to the Word of God. I, uh, I put up something... A few days ago, this this preacher who says that abortion is consistent with scripture, um, you know that that needs to be checked. Okay, that needs to be fact checked. Um, and again, the only way to do that is to study the script study the Bible, compare scripture with scripture. So so Paul waited for them, waited for Silas and Timothy to catch up with him in Athens, and while he was there, and bear in mind he was fleeing from these unbelieving Jews that were coming after him. His spirit was stirred. His spirit was provoked when he saw that the entire city was given over to idolatry. And idolatry is the worship of idols. It's the worship of things. Um, It's worship of the creation over the creator. Um, And then notice in verse uh, number 16, or 17, Therefore, disputed he in the synagogue with the Jews and with the devout persons in the market daily with them that met with him. Um, So notice that Paul put feet to his provocation. He's provoked because of the idolatry that he sees in the city of Athens, and he does something about it. And he did this by disputing by disputing with those in the synagogue. Now, those in the synagogue were the Jews. There were proselytes there, too, Gentiles, that had either converted to Judaism or were considering uh, proselytizing, moving over into Judaism. So he disputes with those in the synagogue. He disputes with the devout persons, uh, the religious folks, uh, and... He disputes with those in the market daily, um, with them that met with him, um, and we need if we are truly provoked, we need to do the same thing. It's not just a matter of praying and hoping, you know. I, I think we just don't put feet to our faith. Um, I've told young people, you know, God wants God God wants life, not lip. We are very good at giving God lip service. Uh, We're not very good at giving God our lives. In other words, putting our feet to our faith. Paul is stirred. He's provoked. Therefore, he acts. And that act is disputing with those in the synagogue, with those who were devout, with those whoever he met in the marketplace, Um, And I can't help but notice that he begins in the synagogue. I firmly believe that the downward spiral that our nation is in right now is because of the spiritual apathy of God's people. Nobody can discourage you like a fellow believer can. Um, Nobody. Um, He has a minister. Again, I... Disappointment is unmet expectations. And when I see a worldly, godless person, I expect worldly, godless behavior to come out from them. So they don't disappoint me, because I know how how sin causes people to behave. But when you You don't have that same standard. You don't have that same level of expectation from people who claim to be children of God. You don't have that same expectation to people who say they are Christ followers. But I believe that apathy runs deep in God's people. We have been pushed into a corner. We have been silenced for the most part. And it's been generations Our churches are complacent. Our churches are lazy. Our churches, for the most part, are spiritually malnutritioned. They're not being taught the Bible. They're being taught from the Bible. They're being, being a verse is being lifted, a text is being lifted out of context and preached as a pretext. It's not being taught within its own context. Um, it's being twisted to say something it really just does not say. Um, our churches are malnutritioned. They're not studying the Word of God. They're not being taught the Word of God, and it reflects in our society. Heck, it'll, ref- it'll reflect in the voting booths on November the 3rd. You would be amazed at what Christians um, will justify uh, to do what they want to do. Um, the lights have gone out in their in the lighthouses. Uh, our churches are worldly. They have become so uh, relevant that they have become irrelevant. Uh, God didn't call us to be relevant. God called us to speak truth in the face of opposition. God called us to be stirred as we stare down sin in our society and call it exactly what it is. But our churches aren't doing that. So I can't help but notice that he begins with the synagogue. And notice that he disputed with them. Um, That word disputed there, uh, let's see, uh, here in Acts 17, 17, disputed. Uh, notice it means to, to um, it comes from the word dialogue. It means to say thoroughly. It means to discuss in argument or exhortation. It means to dispute, to preach, to reason, to speak. We have been called to dispute. <laughs> we have been called to say thoroughly. What is the truth? Not little half-truths. Well, God, no, God calls that a sin. God calls your lifestyle a sin. No, God didn't create you that way. This is what the Bible says. Thus saith the Lord. But today we just, we speak in vague terms because we have been so, we are so afraid of the culture around us. And when someone stands up and speaks the truth unabashedly, unafraid, they're immediately condemned on both sides. Oh, well, he, 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 he didn't express love. He didn't do that in love. He didn't, you know, <laughs> um, we are called to dispute with the world around us. And again, that doesn't doesn't. It's not just disputing for disputing's sake. It's it's when you see something that shouldn't be that way, you need to speak forth the truth. And again, just like Paul, it needs to start first in in the house of God. It needs to be shared with those who are devout. You, we need to hold each other accountable to truth. We need to be willing. Well, you know, they say you shouldn't talk about politics or religion. Well, you know, politics is the way you live your life here, and religion is the way you're going to live your life there. Isn't that funny how the devil has tricked us into not talking about the two most important things that we have? We need to be truthful with each other. Like Paul, our, our spirits need to be stirred. It, our spirits need to be provoked with the wickedness that we see around us in our world. Um, So next time we get together, um, uh, we need to, um, we'll get down into verse number 18. Um, But just a final word here, we need to be willing to do the same thing. And that requires preparation. Preparation. Most Christians are simply too biblically literate to speak with any amount of compassion, let alone knowledge. So back to what I said when we started. We don't need to just read the Bible. We need to study the Bible. We need to know what the Bible says. We need to allow our spirit to be stirred just like Paul. And we need to address um, the idolatry. We need to address the godlessness. We need to address what's going on in our culture. Paul couldn't sit still. I mean, he, he was in Athens Athens, fleeing for his life from these unbelieving Jews that were determined that had chased him from Thessalonica through, through Berea. And now he's sitting in Athens, and he, he is supposed to be just waiting for, for Silas and Timothy to show up to meet him there. But he couldn't. Because he was just too stirred up with what he saw in the culture around him. May we be the same. God bless you guys. Have a great day. Tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. We'll get into verse number 18. Uh, I shared this over onto my personal Facebook page. I'm not in the habit of doing that. Um, But I'd encourage you to join us at Directional Bible Ministries every morning, 6.30 a.m., Love to have you. Of course, tomorrow's Saturday, so we won't be together Saturday. We do this Tuesday through Friday, 6.30 a.m., Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. We just go back over everything that we've studied Tuesday through Friday, because Lord knows I probably didn't get it the first time through either. So God bless you. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. He's working all things out for your good.